Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work, and you can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show planned for you today, including guests, our Senate uh, President, State Senate President uh, Kathleen Pasadena will be joining us. Boo Mortensen from Madison, Wisconsin. Well, now she's down here. Uh, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. And uh, my wife, Linda, will be joining us for the final segment of the show. It is December the 6th, and on this day in 1865, the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, officially ending the institution of slavery, was ratified. Here's a quote, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for a crime where the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. With these words, the single greatest change wrought by the Civil War was officially noted in the United States Constitution. The ratification came eight months after the end of the war, but it represented the culmination of a struggle against slavery. When the war began, some of the North was against fighting what they considered a crusade to end slavery. Although many Northern Democrats and conservative Republicans were opposed to slavery's expansion, they were ambivalent about outlawing the institution entirely. The war's escalation after the first Battle of the Bull Run, Virginia, and Uh, July 1861 caused many to rethink the role that slavery played in creating the conflict. In 1862, uh, Lincoln realized it was a folly to wage such a bloody war without plans to eliminate slavery. In September 1862, following the Union victory at the Battle of Antietam in Maryland, Lincoln issued an Emancipation Proclamation declaring that all enslaved people in territory still in rebellion on January 1, 1863 would be declared forever free. The move was largely symbolic as it only freed enslaved people in areas outside of Union control, but it changed the conflict from a war for reunification of the states to a war against objectives included in the destruction of slavery. Lincoln believed that a constitutional amendment was necessary to ensure the end of slavery. In 1864, Congress debated several proposals. Some insisted on including provisions to prevent discrimination against blacks, But the Senate Judiciary Committee provided the eventual language. It borrowed from the Northwest Ordinance of 1787 when slavery was banned by the area north of the Ohio River. The Senate passed the amendment in April of 1864. A Republican victory in the 1864 presidential election would guarantee the success of the amendment. The Republican platform called for the utter and complete destruction of slavery, while the Democrats favored restoration of states' rights, which would include at least the possibility of the states to maintain slavery. Lincoln overwhelmingly uh, won the victory, and he set in motion the events uh, leading to ratification of the amendment. The House passed the measure in January 1865, and it was sent to the states for ratification. When Georgia ratified it on December 6, 1865, the institution of slavery effectively ceased to exist in the United States. December 6, 1865. <clears throat> well, of course, uh, the big news is today that Georgia goes to the polls to uh, determine who will be their United States Senator, Warnock or Walker. The Georgia runoff between Senator Walker and Warnock will impact the uh, way business is conducted in the Senate as victory for Warnock would end the current power-sharing agreement. This means actors such as uh, Nancy Abadu, President Biden's nominee for the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, could end up being moved forward. Biden's nominee, uh, Nancy Abadou, is described as an activist lawyer at the Radical Southern Poverty Center who is working to end voter ID and restore felon voting rights. So that's the big deal, isn't it? It turns out that uh, instead of the power-sharing agreement, which currently exists in the Senate, it will give uh, the Democrats control if Warnock wins. Go, (laughs) Go Herschel Walker. Well, if you haven't heard, disgraced lawyer Michael Avenatti has been sentenced to 168 months in prison for four counts of wire fraud. 
This 14-year sentence is in addition to the five years he's currently serving for other charges, including stealing almost $300,000 in book advance money from his then-client Stormy Daniels, dubbed the creepy porn lawyer by Tucker Carlson. Avenatti was the darling of the mainstream media for a time, seen as a hero, David, for going after Goliath Trump before Avenatti's fall from grace. I mean, there's even talk of him being a the cam, uh, Democrat candidate for president running against Trump. I'm not kidding. In July of 2021, he was also convicted of extortion after trying to get Nike to pay him $25 million that he claimed he was owed on behalf of the Los Angeles youth basketball team. He was sentenced to 30 months in prison and swept hysterically and wept hysterically in response. Michael Avenatti, creepy porn lawyer, going to jail for 168 months. <clears throat> Dr. Simone Gold, president of the, and chairman of America's Frontline Doctors, wrote a letter to Elon Musk on Monday asking to be included in the team of medical experts who will fact-check all the lies and propaganda from government. Now think about that for a moment. That is just absolutely... You know, right now we have uh, fact-checkers and uh, protecting the government and, uh, again, uh, eliminating any kind of uh, discussion and free speech about uh, their plans for vaccines and for you name it. Well, uh, this is a great idea. Let's fact check and lies and propaganda coming from the government. And here's a quote, America's frontline doctors honor our Hippocratic oath, and we stood strong against special interests. We continue to advocate solely for the medical literature and science, Gold wrote on her Twitter. We would be happy to participate in the conversation the letter was issued after Elon Musk uh, liked a tweet about Mark Cuban's suggestion to form a team of medical specialists to fact-check medical content and debunk, debunk medical information. Great idea. Let's take a look at this is what the founders would like. They'd love to check, fact-check all the lies and propaganda coming out of government. Well, Arizona on Monday officially certified the rigged 2022 election Democrat Katie Hobbs, who oversaw her own election as Secretary of State, was declared the winner. Hobbs' team will now go before a state judge who is poised to officially order three recounts. By Monday's meeting, it was also likely to spark multiple GOP-led lawsuits as gubernatorial candidate Kate, uh, Carrie Lake, who lost to Hobbs, and Attorney General Abe Hamada, who trails filed his Democrat rival by the slimmest of margins ahead of the automatic recount, promised to take legal action. Under state law, they have five days to formally contest the results in court. And, of course, she is determined to do so. She's been waiting to do so until the results were certified. Let's hope justice is done. Well, Governor Ron DeSantis announced in southwest Florida the region of landfall for Hurricane Ian that Florida will pay $25 million of its own money for emergency relief in light of FEMA denying states' request. Unfortunately, we got word last week that FEMA has denied our request for funding our state-led housing initiatives, citing their, quote, limited authority. Well, we're just not going to sit here and take no for an answer. He said we're going to cut through the bureaucracy. We want to uh, bring relief to impacted Floridians, regardless of whether FEMA wants to be part of that. FEMA sent a letter uh, December the 2nd uh, to DeSantis and his administration issuing denial for the request to expand the state's housing recovery program. Due to the limited authorities FEMA has to approve and pay for this type of work, as well as our, our inability to confirm authorizing this policy expansion would achieve the intended outcomes for disaster survivors, your request is denied. That was according to Thomas J. McCool. He's the Federal Coordinating Officer and Disaster Recovery Manager of FEMA. Uh, DeSantis said Florida will be given up to $25 million in state funds for building materials to restore damaged homes, uh, giving those registered nonprofits organizing repairs. The governor noted initiatives like the uh, Unite Florida Portal for state housing and reporting of other assistance needs. The repair will provide, repairs will provide houses livable conditions while permanent repairs are being made. DeSantis emphasized the importance of getting impacted Floridians uh, from the borderline Category 5 storm back into their homes. He said $35.2 million is also being designated to support the state's home repair program and support fulfillment of unmet needs 
via the Florida Disaster Fund, which has raised over $57 million. Florida First Lady uh, Casey DeSantis established the fund before Ian made landfall in Southwest Florida. The First Lady said 17 different nonprofits, which have been vetted, will be receiving emergency funds to help Floridians continue recovery efforts. It's not a government go it alone. It's really everybody uniting for the benefit of everybody here who is affected by the hurricane, she said. We are not stopping. I know there's a lot more money that can be raised. Kevin Guthrie, the director of Florida Division of Emergency Management, said that his 30-plus years of experience, the response to Ian has been the fastest response ever taken by Florida. Boy, things just really come together when it's uh, the governor's in charge. Can you imagine FEMA turning down this request? You know, if it was a Democrat uh, candidate or a Democrat governor or administration, you know what? That money would be flowing right in from FEMA. Unfortunately, I think politics has played a role in this. According to the annual crime report from the Florida Department of uh, law enforcement from January to December 2021, overall crime decreased by nearly 10%. The report found that while the total and index crime decreased considerably, arrests increased by 6.8%. Now just think about that in juxtaposition to what's happening in parts of California, Illinois, and you can just go around all these woke states and where you're seeing the crime rates increase. The Google index offenses with the largest decrease uh, robbery by 17.5%, burglary down 15.1%, and murder by 14.2%. Larceny decreased by 8.8%, motor vehicle theft by 6.4%, aggravated assault by 1.6%. These are amazing results. And again, I think really reflects on uh, the, the law and order and the stance to protect uh, citizens here in the state of Florida by Governor DeSantis. Uh, domestic violence decreased also by 2.5%. Among property crimes, an estimated approximately $1.2 billion was stolen, but nearly half of that, $446 million, was recovered by law enforcement. Well done, Governor DeSantis. In late uh, November, Moody, uh, that would be uh, uh, the Attorney General Ashley Moody, our chief uh, law enforcement officer, sent a stern warning to criminals underlying uh, state uh, to state criminals. It's very simple in Florida. We respect cops. We give them the tools they need, and we will say, Florida Nation, be aware if you move here. Florida is a law and order state, so if you're a criminal and you're residing in Florida, you may want to get out, said Moody. Love it. <clears throat> very proud of what's happening here in the Sunshine State. Really, DeSantis and his administration, it's the firewall against the insanity of the rest of the country. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with uh, our Florida State President of the Senate, Kathleen Pasadomo, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Mm-hmm. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I'm just reminded by that commercial for Lulabee's Diner that they're serving dinner now. Jerry Holacek and our crew are serving dinner from uh, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. at Lulabee's Diner, the Green Tree, Green Tree Shopping Center. I hope you stop by. They've got some great things lined up. Uh, again, Wednesday through Saturday at the Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Uh, coming up, we're going to be uh, visiting with Seton Modley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, we have a th- with us our state senate president, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. I know you've got a busy agenda right now. Uh, maybe you could tell us what's going on. Well, this week, um, we're having our legislative delegation meetings, uh, which we do every year. Uh, I belong to three delegations, the Collier the Lee and Hendry and um, the local governments and uh, organizations come to us, to the legislators, to give us their priorities for the session for funding and, and issues that are important to them. So yesterday we did Hendry County and, you know, they talked about a lot of, a lot of what we're look, hearing from are the uh, sewage treatment plants and septic to sewer, which is a, a big priority of the legislature as well and what kind of funding we can help local governments with. Uh, Today, we're meeting at the county commission chambers uh, nine for the entire county delegation meeting. And that's me, uh, representatives (coughs) Rommel and Nello, and to hear from our our Collier uh, and city of Naples, and also uh, (coughs) people that have, have issues they want to address. And then tomorrow we go up to Fort Myers for Lee County. Uh, then next week we have the special session on property insurance, which should be very um, intense. And uh, you know we're, we're working on the bill right now. Also interesting. Do you find the input from di- uh, different locations is uh, v- do they vary? Are they different? I would imagine there's a big emphasis on what happened in uh, Fort Myers on the hurricane versus other places. Yeah, I think I, I think that's what will occur. Um, particularly if we have um, a local bill that's going to come to us. So local bills are (laughs) legislation that only affects a particular area. Mm -hmm. And under our laws, if um, there's a bill that just Fort Myers wants, for example, that doesn't affect anywhere else, it has to go be filed as a local bill. They're heard in the House and then sent over to the Senate. So we have several locals. One I know today I'm going to hear is um, the Collier Mosquito Control did uh, a referendum or a poll. I'm not, I'm not sure which. I'm going to find out more today. Uh, this during the primary on whether to expand the boundaries to include Ave Maria. They do not have mosquito um, control services yet. And so, you know, we're going to hear what they want to do and what it's going to cost, et cetera. And then that would have to be filed in Tallahassee as a local bill by one of the uh, representatives. So these, these are really important meetings. Uh, and we, get, uh, we do get a lot of community members attend and, and weigh in on things. That's outstanding. I, you know, I do recall that these occur every, I think it's every year, don't they? Yes. 
before the legislative session. Yeah. And we we require before any local bill is filed or considered that it's um, heard at a delegation meeting. And, and this is statewide. Every every community has their own delegation. And um, uh, so that local people who don't know, most people who are here don't have the opportunity to drive up to Tallahassee when bills are being presented. So this gives people an opportunity to weigh in on something that will affect them directly. Outstanding. I'll ask you about a couple of things that I saw in the news today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, one is that uh, FEMA apparently rejected a $25 million request for uh, helping citizens uh, get into livable spaces while their homes are being repaired because of Ian, Hurricane Ian. Uh, to me, that seems just so political. It does. Yeah, I'm sure if we had a Democrat governor, that money would be flowing in. What are your thoughts? I, you know, uh, this is, it's so interesting. I, uh, I had not, I had not seen this or heard this before during, um, Hurricane Matthew up in the panhandle, uh, they brought trailers in temporary housing for people while they're rebuilding. And, and the, the argument that they're making is that we're in an era prone to hurricanes. Well, first of all, we're not in hurricane season now. Yeah. And my argument to them would be, well, these are only temporary. And if you bring them in now, by the time June comes along, everybody uh, who has one of those trailers parked on their on their property should have done their renovations. So, you know, it's a federal issue. And and I know we've been in contact with um, our congressional delegation to say this doesn't make sense. It really does not make sense, and it's a typical bureaucratic um, decision that, again, doesn't make sense. So, and, you know, I've been getting requests from local people for the state to buy trailers, mm -hmm. but that's not really our our per within our purview uh, to do that because you got an issue of it, what's the state going to do with them. Um, we, you know, this has typically been a federal uh, response, right. and it should continue to be a federal response so uh, to, uh, when just the issue though i just i just think if we probably had a democrat administration here in florida i guess i would i would guess that money would be flowing do you, do you think it's affected by politics at all you know honestly i uh my gut reaction is probably not huh. because fema has uh, been very responsive to us they mm -hmm. work well with our um, department of emergency management um, I just think it's a, one of those bonehead um, bureaucratic decisions. You know, on the face of it, it seems, oh, yeah, I understand that. If you're in a hurricane area, why would you bring in a, in a trailer that could fly away? But we're not in the hurricane season. Right, So right. it's just, they, it's like they didn't think it through. And, and that, I mean, we find that all the time. It's just somebody somewhere makes a decision that makes no sense. And then you've got to backtrack it and do whatever. Um, I could understand again if they bring in the tra if we bring in trailers in July. That does not make sense to put a trailer on a property mm -hmm. along the beach in July in case there's an, a hurricane because you can't move it that quickly. But we're not in hurricane season, and the sooner we get them in there and people can get their work done the better it is. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I thank you for that clarification. Again, kudos to our governor for going ahead and putting forth the $25 million. Let's get it, right. the problem taken care of, and we'll sort it through later, which is a great approach, and I think typifies how he's been handling these situations yeah. in the past. Yeah. This, 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 actually, this was the first lady's <coughs> idea, I think. Um, although she's, um, she, they're working their tails off, the two of them, for Southwest Florida. I'm just so, you know pleased and thrilled that they're spending so much time and effort um, in in Southwest Florida. And so the $25 million that he announced yesterday is for, so he, the state purchased $25 million worth of supplies at cost, because it's a big number, and uh, he wants to pass that cost on to consumers when they do their rebuilding. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but I, I, I think it's, it's a really um, good a good idea. Anything we can do to keep the cost down um, will be will be huge. Well, it just seems to anticipate what are things and and get them solutions in place pretty quickly. I just really admire that. Yeah, he he is. He's like the Energizer Bunny on steroids. He, He's amazing. He is indeed. <laughs> Kathleen Pasadena, our we're proud to say not only our state senator but also Senate president. 
We're just very grateful for your comments and thoughts. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, uh, Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, uh, providing policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website uh, Gulf Shore Playhouse. Oh, I'm sorry, thefga.org. I can't multitask, <laughs> but the website is thefga.org. We have with us Boo Mortensen. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, good morning. It's always my pleasure. It's always a treat to be with you and uh, talk about various things. And I thought this morning we would talk about the 2022 Time Magazine People of the Year. People of the Year. It's usually a a person of the year. Are they considering uh, more? Groups. They're groups. Right, both. All right, so let's go over the short list. Okay. First one is Elon Musk. Not surprised. I mean, world's richest man. Be interesting to see what he's going to do with Twitter. He may blow up Twitter. Well, he's doing a great job. So reveals he's got so far. I was I mentioned this earlier in the show, but you know the uh, uh, organization of uh, medical doctors said, you know what? Well, you should uh, include us to uh, make comments on fact check on government lies and misinformation, <laughs> which is really kind of turning the tables. I like that. Oh, yeah. I, uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, he's come in and kind of swept all the management and board out and is starting all over again. So let's see how it goes. Right. All right. The next one is Xi Jinping, the president of China. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of surprised there, but not really. I think now is a mess with this zero COVID policy, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, and as a group, the Supreme Court. Yeah. They uh, overturned, you know, uh, Road versus Wade. Uh, Liz Cheney. Uh, <laughs> she's she's going to become a footnote in history pretty darn quickly. She lost in in Wyoming. And yeah. uh, she uh, says she might run for president, but uh, I don't think that's going to get too much traction. So what you, before before you continue the list, uh, Boo, what's the criteria here? Is this people that just made news? Is this people who've done something great? Or uh, do you know what the criteria are? No, I actually don't, nor do they mention it. Uh-huh. Um, 
you will know who the person of the year is. This is the short list. And next week, I believe, we'll know who they who Time Magazine selected. Uh-huh. And what the criteria is, I don't know. People that have made a, the biggest difference to the largest group of people. Yeah, know. you know, uh, because uh, one year, I remember, uh, Ayatollah Khomeini was the uh, person of the year. <laughs> Good. That, so uh, it can't be on, based on popularity. Well, no, heavens no. Uh, but these are people that have promoted change, I think, in, in various ways. Yeah. The next one would be Zelensky. No big surprise there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mackenzie Scott, who is the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos. Thus far, with her divorce, she has given away more than $13 billion to charity. Hmm. And last month, uh, she gave $2 billion, which is, whenever you see that, I mean, billion, oh my goodness, in donations to 343 organizations. Wow. Well, you so got to admire a, that. a huge philanthropist, yes, yes. Uh, next one is are, are the protesters in Iran. I give them a uh, big attaboy. Me too. I think uh, I just, I'm really pulling for them. I mean, uh, the opposition is just so strong you know they've uh, they, they're killing people in order to maintain power hopefully they won't kill these women who are leading the protest it's the optics of that would be just awful quite frankly but uh i really i uh, would love you to know, see they're sticking to it even at the world cup the soccer team refused to sing the national anthem so you know it's there these protesters are the government is not able to shut them down right and apparently they said that they've eliminated the morality police, which is scary, just the thought of that. But so I, you know, these people are standing up to a harsh government, and I give them a lot of credit. Me too. The next, the next one is Janet Yellen. Janet uh, Yellen. Mm-hmm, Treasury Secretary. I'm not sure about that one. I think she may be a weak candidate. Well, and she's then the she's very last I, she, one is um, Ron DeSantis. Ron you DeSantis. Can, uh, well, he certainly made a difference in the state of Florida. Well, I'll call it the free state of Florida. What he's accomplished has just been amazing. Uh, right. <clears throat> and uh, who was who your suggestion? Are you okay that you've gone through the list? Who do you like as person of the year? Well, of course, I like Ron DeSantis. I'm a huge fan of his. Yep. Uh, I, I think the protesters in Iran. Yep. I'm, uh, and Zelensky, what he's done. Uh, I guess those would be my favorite. Not Elon Musk, certainly not the president of China. Uh, Supreme Court, mm, yeah, not Lace Cheney. I would say for me it would be uh, the protesters and Zelensky. Yeah, Zelensky, uh, you know, I, I, I think the jury's still out on it, at least for me. Uh, Who would you pick? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I like the Supreme Court. I like the choice of uh, the women in Iran, too, or the protesters in Iran. I think those are, would be great choices. Zelensky, I just want to comment, is, uh, you know, they're starting to find some of the stuff that's been sent from the United States and around the world, these weapons. They're starting to find them in Africa. <laughs> so I just wonder how much, how much of this stuff is uh, being laundered, being sold, uh, you know, and how oh. much... So, you know, I'm not saying this is a, I'm not suggesting that Zelensky is a crook. I'm just saying the jury is still out. I want to wait and see because, you know, he comes from a corrupt country. He's uh, right now trying to eliminate uh, the Russian Orthodox Church in uh, Ukraine, which is, uh, he's, he's eliminated the press. He's eliminated a lot of stuff. He's a, he's a, he's a tyrant, quite frankly. And I know he's, he's getting all the kudos and everything, and he's uh, being uh, honored as a great leader. I have my doubts. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay, I didn't scroll down enough. There was one more. Oh? A gun safety advocate. <laughs> well, you know, quite frankly, I'm a big Second Amendment guy. So, uh, uh, what is gun safety? I, you know, I'm, I'm all for gun safety, and most gun owners are for gun safety and uh, know how to uh, handle a gun because they've had training. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I'm, if it means what I think it means, which is trying to eliminate uh, the or or to uh, uh, reduce the power of the Second Amendment, I'm not for that group at all. No, but that's again, this is the short list. So. It'll be interesting to uh, see. I'll have to follow up to see who actually gets selected. Yeah. 
I have to hand. I will say uh, in, in, to honor uh, Elon Musk. I mean, I think what he's doing is amazing. I realize he's the richest man in the world. I realize that forty-four billion dollars is uh, a pittance to him by comparison to uh, you know what he's doing. But he is right now this whole process of trying to create a town square where people can converse and. Uh, to uh, just honor the f uh, free speech, I think is just yeah. really, really tremendous on his part. And I just really honor him for what he's doing. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I applaud his mission statement. Um, I'm not sure about his techniques of achieving it, but, you know, we don't know all the ins and outs of it. And well, you know, stay tuned. I mean, it'll be a hell of a ride. Look at his sent He built a space station or the space rockets. He's developed Tesla. Yeah. I mean, he's a heck of a fascinating guy. Very talented, very smart, yes. very aggressive. Yeah, he, he is indeed. He, he made the comment, you know, if, if, if the word's out that I commit suicide, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, he's, he's, he's created a lot of vitriol and hate. Does You know, he's concerned about his own life. So he's doing a I don't blame him. I, you know, actually, that was the conversation <laughs> we were having last night with some friends is that uh, I think he has to be careful. You know, he's he's kind of playing with dynamite now. Yeah, he is indeed. Again, Boo Mort, it's always great to find out what's on your mind. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day, Bob. You as well. Thank you, Boo. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with the Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. You can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, going to be visiting with Linda Harden, my wife. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. Tell us about less government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and it's not going well. No, it's your effort, and really grateful for it, Seton. You wrote a column. This is really interesting. Biden's new stupid climate change trade war. First, I've heard about it. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, it's interesting. I wrote about that last Wednesday, and I found multiple articles this week about it. Um, it just hit my radar. Because, I mean, it... it you know, it, it raised a red flag when I first saw it. 
of course the 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 uh, Inflation Reduction Act had only in D.C. can they spend hundreds of billions of dollars and call something an Inflation Reduction Act, and they spent hundred some of the hundreds of billions was on fake energy, climate change crap, mm-hmm. and what immediately happened was the European Union has cat you know. Britain was right to get out of it. It's got all these caps on what the government can do. And one of the, you know, I don't want them spending anything, but they have caps on what they can subsidize climate change stuff with. And Biden and and the Democrats blew past the caps, the EU caps, sometimes as many as times the cap of whatever the subsidy is. Hmm. So when we're subsidizing 10 times more than the EU, how far from the path have we strayed? Oh. And what the EU is saying is, that, one, they're going to the World Trade Organization and saying this is illegal. And, you know, first of all, Biden did nothing to negotiate with, you know, either they're idiots or didn't care, but they were, you know, obliterating these caps. And, they were, you know, anyone that saw that would have known that it was going to screw the EU, screw up the EU, not screw them, but screw them up. And, they, you know, anyone would know that they're going to get angry about this. And they would have, you know, ratcheted them down or negotiated with the EU or told them, at least told them, hey, we're going to pass this bill, <laughs> you know. And they didn't, and they, they passed the bill. And now the EU is going to the World Trade Organization and, and claiming that it's, it's unfair and and – they're talking about ratcheting up their subsidies in the EU, you know, moving the caps up or getting rid of the caps. And this is the exact opposite of what we need to happen in trade. So we don't want more government in trade. We want less. We want less tariffs. We want less import limits around the world. We want less subsidies right. around the world. And of course, Biden is just ratcheting up the subsidies. And the, 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 the inherent response of the European Union seems to be, Okay, we're going to ratchet up our subsidies too. Oh, great! <laughs> and of course, the more government involved in trade, the less free and fair the trade is. So, if I understand correctly, Seton, what you're saying is that we've now decided—is—is is it a law that's been passed or an executive order—that uh, we've decided that we're going to increase our subsidies for? Uh... Oh, yeah, well, it was in the—it was in the—it was in the legislation. I see. It was in the Inflation Reduction Act. That's oh. what I'm saying. Only in D.C. can they spend hundreds of billions of dollars and call something an Inflation Reduction Act. Right. Um, they spent it in the legislation. And at no point during this legislation, to the best of my knowledge, did the Biden administration reach out and go, hey, we're blowing past your EU caps on your subsidies, which is going to set up a, a very un, a, a, a tenuous, <laughs> un unbalanced trade situation and you're going to get very upset we're not going to give you a heads up we're just going to pass it and you're going to find out after the fact and that's what it looks like to me ah so so the, the eu is very upset and they're looking to ramp up subsidies as a, as a response and it's a trade war so they're so upset they've taken it to the uh, w world trade organization that's right holy moly <laughs> yeah once again, Mr. Biden, I'm loved around the world. I'm the most deft foreign policy person on the planet. Yeah. Right, right. Just, just more insanity. Now, how about this? The Dutch are now deciding to. They've taken their property, their farms offline. When I read right. somebody else has taken their farms offline as well. This is just pure insanity. This whole world. Well, that's what that's what's happening here too. Bill Gates is the number one owner of farmland. Hmm. And the reason he is owning farmland is because he wants it to stop farming. Hmm. That's what he's doing. And, yeah, it's, it's part of this Malthusian, we have too many people and we need, to, we need to starve out the population to get it down to a more manageable size. You know, a lot I of don't people... know what the, if the Dutch are thinking that, but I, I've seen Gates say that, that we have too many people and we need to reduce the population. And, and a good way to do that is to not have, not, not let them have any food. Well, the other way to do it is to stick uh, jabs in our arms. Uh, yes, we can go into that, too. Uh, died suddenly, uh, showing on a rumble near you. Uh, um, un- yes, this is all, this is all, you know, the globalists want to be the only one, you know, the, the, the wealthy globalists want to be the only people left on the planet. That's what they, they basically want 
you know, 5,000 wealthy people and the rest of us can go hang, hang on. Yeah, for our listeners' benefit, uh, Thomas Malthus came up with the idea that we, we're going to end up uh, having too many people on the planet. We have limited resources, and that's going to create starvation, all kinds of problems around the globe. Well, of course, that's never materialized. Because- uh, well, Julian Epstein, Epstein was a guy, a thinker in the, in the 20th century who died young. Um, but he had a great perspective on this, which was, more humans means more humans thinking about these things, which means more human ingenuity. Right. And he bet some Malthusian or some, you know, dead-ender, uh, you know, pick, you can pick three minerals or three items, and I'll bet you at the end of, our, at the end of a decade, I'm, I'm, I'm mashing this, I'm doing this from years ago memory, but he said in 10 years, I'll bet you there's, you know, if, if there's more of these three items, I win. If there's less, you win. And after like four years, there was so much more of all three. The guy paid the bet fishes early. Yeah, see, that's and again, there was a concern about wheat shortage and and uh, grain shortage around the world. Dwarf wheat. Yeah, and uh, of course you, the uh, development of. Uh, uh, and More I, wheat. Yeah, and uh, it's feeding the world, and everything's fine. You know, wealth is up around the globe. Individual wealth. I'm talking about the the uh, more less people who are uh, poor. Um, yeah. And so the the globe has actually gotten better over time. Now we're beginning to see the reduction of our population around the world, and it makes me wonder how much influence the uh, Gates and his like. Are having on and his ilk are having on on the whole process. Well, it's been throughout human history. It's been poor people breed, rich richer people do not. It's, yeah. that's not a recent phenomenon, right? Uh, oh no, I take that back. It is a recent phenomenon. I, I, I'm I'm thinking of something else. You know, even back in in wealthy Europe, in the, in, the, in the, you know in the uh, Renaissance, these people would have seven, eight, nine children. And and now people, you know, and of course we have stupid government policy like let's tax rich people and, and successful people and take their money so they're less able to have children and give it to poor people who are having nine, ten, and eleven children. <laughs> and that that's a good that's a good policy. Yeah, Seat Motley again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit the website lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seat, I always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. What an interesting conversation. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice. I have no idea what happened there, but uh, well, let's let's start it again. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. 
Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. In fact, Steel Magnolias is running. They've extended the play uh, actually until the 11th, so you can still get tickets. Visit the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harden, always very knowledgeable of what's happening on social media and around the world. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. I'm very frustrated with my TV. Oh, no. Uh, the ongoing uh, saga. It's of... not that we don't have enough TVs in this house, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. So, uh, what do you? What's your take on what's happening with this? Uh, uh, I'm going to call it the the uh, Twitter gate. With uh, what's happening with uh, Elon Musk now, he's starting to leak uh, the information around what's happened with during the 2020 election and 2022 election, uh, and it's not pretty. Well, it's making the media talk about the, how the election was rigged, which is hysterical because they they just won't wouldn't talk about it at all. It was election deniers. Remember that there was the, we were all election deniers for saying that the election was rigged, including including and first and foremost Donald Trump, who said from the beginning that the election was stolen, and and now um, with the Twitter drop of last Friday night, um, they admitted it. Yeah. It was. A, I mean, they admitted that Twitter was involved in in the outcome of that election. So, um, the the people on the left are running around with their hair on fire. They won't talk about it. Oh well, well. And uh, oh, by the way, they're demonizing um, Elon Musk. Can I just say something which is so hysterical to me? For any of you people out there who watch CNN, MSNBC, and the mainstream media, let it be known they've proven once again that they are not capable of thinking on their own. Somebody from up above in the government gives them a talking points and they run with it and they think we're stupid. Well, and you know what those talking... It's always the same exact language, it's too. It's exactly the same language. So so what they're saying, oh, well, um, uh, Elon Musk is doing PR... Uh, or, um, no, uh, all the, the Twitter and, and, and Matt Taibbi and all this... Um, they, they absolutely demonized Matt Taibbi, who, who was the journalist who... who um, who Musk hired to uh, to, to, uh, to put through that. So, so Taibbi is doing the bidding of uh, the PR work for the richest man in the world. That, w- that was their talking points. Everything that you looked at on all media was, oh, uh, Matt Taibbi is doing the bidding or PR work for, for um, the richest man in the world. They cannot, they are not capable of an original thought yeah. because guess what? If they were... They might just tell the truth. Well, what the, what's being revealed is so shocking. I mean, it's the stuff we knew, just intuitively knew it had to happen. But now they're revealing that, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, uh, mainstream media and, well, mainly a big tech was complicit. Twitter was complicit in uh, uh, repre- uh, suppressing information about, for example, the uh, laptop from hell. We're talking about Hunter uh, Biden's laptop. Uh, and, it, you know, now we've got the evidence. We've got the receipts of what's happened. It's just unbelievable. Oh, by the way, and, and, and the FBI had that laptop from, from 2019 and yep. sat on it. Yep. And then they, they talked to, uh, to Facebook and, and all these social media pe- people and said, oh, well, something may be coming out. There are so many dirty hands in this. It is just incredible. It is. Well, uh, one recommendation by the uh, the doctors, and I've forgotten the name of the group, the official name of the group, but uh, they were censored so badly by government and by Fauci uh, during this uh, uh, vaccine uh, episode, which has turned out to be a complete uh, farce as well. But uh, nevertheless, these doctors uh, basically said, hey, we'll, we'll participate. We'd like to help you uh, reveal and fact check uh, government misinformation and lies. <laughs> Which, you know, that would be a terrific role for, uh, to have on, for example, the public square for uh, Twitter, to have somebody who's just looking at lies coming from the government and revealing them. Well, you know, we, we've, known, we've known about all this has been going on for the last several years. I mean, we've known it. They're, what they're uncovering is what you and I have known. And, and we've even talked to our friends saying, well, the election was rigged, and they look at us like we've got three heads. I know. Well, well, here's the deal. I, was, I can speak to this personally because when I was permanently banned from Twitter twice, it was exactly the same time uh, when all this, right before the 2020 election, when, when all this stuff, I was banned because of what I said about the election. So I know 
that they do this. And I'm just one of millions of people that right. they've censored because of this. And the same, same with Facebook. And by the way, can I just call out Facebook for a second? I, I, um, last week, um, they warned me about something that I said about that Balenciaga site with the, the, the bondage, the kids dressed, dressed up in bondage. Right. And, and, um, the, the head stylist of Balenciaga did these horrible pictures and whatever. And they told me, they said, you ha you're warned because the Associated Press said that this wasn't true. Well, <laughs> I went on, first of all, I came back with them. I said, are you kidding me? You're relying on the Associated Press yeah. for your facts? And so I went to the Associated Press, and guess what? They had pulled their criticism of this Balenciaga article. And I have not heard Bo Peep from Facebook since. Yeah. I caught him. But the, the social media companies, they said, oh, well, we're private companies. We're not involved with free speech. Oh, well, excuse me, when you censor someone else's free speech, you kind of are involved with the First L Amendment. Linda, you remember the day when you could express your opinion freely and not have it criticized? Maybe people didn't like what you have to say, but uh, you could say it right now. Uh, there's suppression of free speech so badly right now that it's. Uh... Oh, but but wait, it's not it's not all free speech. It's just the, the conservatives. It's just it's just on the right. Well, I know. Keep in mind that Chuck Schumer stood on the steps of the Supreme Court and threatened the new Supreme Court justices that Trump had put in place. You will reap your re the the I can't remember. It was really awful what he said. Yeah. They can go and say anything. That's true. I mean, uh, the new. Uh, uh, House Democrats and their new uh, minority leader is going to be Representative Hakeem Jeffries uh, denied the fact that uh, President uh, Trump was elected as uh, as uh, as the President of the United States. He denied that. Well, and, guess what? So did Hillary Clinton. Yeah, Hillary Clinton I did mean, as well. Uh, don't you remember? Don't you remember that these people, and I can't remember all the names of these people in Congress who stood up and demanded that this election be stopped because it was it was stolen by the Russians. Yeah. Oh, wait, they're not election deniers. They can say whatever they want. It's only people on the right. And, and, and it's just, people are waking up, thank goodness, to this because they're just, they've, like Steve Bannon says, we've had a belly full of it. I mean, the fact of, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that they're, they're talking about, um, uh, climate change, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, and you've got to eat bugs and all that stuff. Meanwhile, these these elitists are riding, riding around on these private jets to the con film festival and all that. They could give a rip. They don't care about the middlemen. All they care about is their money and their power. Well, I don't know what they care about. If I do know this, uh, uh, as Trump said, anything that's woke turns to... <laughs> crap i'll use the word crap starts with yeah <laughs> but, but uh he's you know uh just miss him so much well he's i mean i loved it don't you i mean the the comment he made yes the other day about the election being stolen and that we need a cure for it and and that it, it um in the parts of the constitution i can't remember I yeah, can't but, but basically what he did is he had the mainstream media defending the constitution which, which they which they have been <laughs> stepping on like crazy yeah. and and can i just say that since this whole twitter drop happened um uh biden made his appearance at the kennedy center honors which he made a fool of himself again but he's not been He's he's just not out there talking about stuff. It'll no. be interesting. He's supposed to go to Arizona today and to do something, but um, these next few days are going to be very very interesting. Oh, by the way, uh, Elon Musk. There's going to be another Twitter drop in the next couple of days. I love the way he's doing this. I know it's great. He's just going to extend the news forever on everything that's going on because there's been so much corruption. And so many things that have happened in Twitter that uh, that are make the complicit the uh, FBI, the mainstream media. There's just so many players in this that are going to end up getting egg on their face. Oh, by the way, um, and getting back to getting back to um, Hunter Biden's laptop, um, Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, and Bill Barr. Yeah. All knew about it and sat on it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, how many? Like I said before, how many dirty hands are there in this? A lot. A lot. Linda Harden, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. We've got great guests for tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy, former chairman of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor and author 
of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>